0: On a tour I took back in 2015, we started in Paris and drove off on a 12-hour tour bus ride to Switzerland. Our tour guide advised us to make sure our cameras were charged because the drive would be breathtaking. He was right. Switzerland is memorable to me for many reasons. It was at the top of Jungfrau where I touched real snow for the first time. In Lauterbrunnen, I was awestruck by a night sky so clear and studded with stars, and culture-shocked by Australian tourmates deciding to skinny dip in a freezing creek. And in Interlaken, Yun Se-ri reunited with Ri ji Kyok. Okay, so maybe that last part was not real life, but a scene from the K-drama Crash Landing on You. Switzerland is as pretty as a postcard, so I could not help but wonder. What would it be like to live there? Hello everyone, welcome to Banana Key Podcast. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Arlo Jake Lagmay, host of the podcast, Tippy Talks with Arlo about how he became an overseas Filipino in Switzerland. To start with, can you please tell us a bit of background about yourself?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm Arlo and I handle this uh, podcast Tippy Talks with Arlo. I'm originally from the Philippines in the northern part uh, in Isabella and I grew up there and it's also there where I took my bachelor's degree in architecture, mm. which landed me international uh, positions as well in Singapore and here in Switzerland.
0: Mm, That's nice. Interestingly, we both worked in Singapore before moving to our respective locations right now. So you worked in Manila before moving to Singapore. How long was that?
1: Uh, Almost three years uh, Mm. in this uh, developing company called Makati Development Corporation. Mm -hmm. And I worked there uh, using this software software na yun yung isang reason kung bakit na hire in singapore and in switzerland okay it's a, an autodesk uh, software
0: and then in singapore how long were you there
1: almost 2 years
0: mm, okay
1: and i've handled projects like of course hdb projects and then some other condominium projects
0: nice okay
1: same uh, experience like in in manila
0: okay and then after that brief stink in Singapore, that's when you moved to Switzerland, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so can you tell us about that? Because, well, that's what people want to know. So, How did you end up in Switzerland?
1: Yeah, okay. So it's actually unanticipated. I was supposed to have my uh, three weeks holiday trip here in Europe. I visited Paris, Paris. Uh, Uh, Verona in Italy, Mm -hmm. here in Switzerland, in Zurich, and also in Germany's northern part. Uh, It's called Hamburg Mm. for like three weeks. And then before that, before doing my trip, I actually planned to resign in my current company. And after the trip, I want to have a new company instead Mm. But it didn't happen because on the last day I'm supposed to turn over my work before I fly for Europe, I got asked by this other company to sign the contract on that day, Mm. which I cannot accommodate. So I had to turn it down. After I emailed them, like five or 10 minutes after I got uh, a Skype interview from this Swiss engineering company uh, asking me to join them. But then I said that uh, it just so happened that on that day, they requested me for an interview. It's the day I'm arriving in Switzerland. Mm. I don't know if it's like serendipity. Yeah, or <laughs> I was going to say.
0: <laughs> Meant to be. Okay. And, yeah. then?
1: and then just one hour after the interview, they let me do some technical tests about this software. And then they decided they want to hire me. After my trip, I had to go back to Singapore and wait six to eight weeks before I can book the ticket. Coming back to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And it was a hard struggle because it was so fast-tracked. And it's not as easy as coming from one country to another. It's actually going to a different continent.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: Which has a change of culture, of language, of types of people you have to interact with every day. And Aside from that, you also have to ready yourself financially because mm. you have to book the ticket. Mm. And the cost of living here in Switzerland is way, way, way too high yeah. uh, compared to any city or any country. Mm. It's just expensive. And given that I only had six to eight weeks to prepare everything else, uh, buy ticket, look for an accommodation, which always requires advance payments of, like, Two months advance and then one month uh, deposit, and then each of these monthly expense costs at least eighty thousand pesos a month.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's yeah. A lot so I
1: had okay. to to get all of this money. Oh. I I resorted to my family's help as well, mm-hmm. my relatives who helped me all the way. But yeah, it was such a struggle because mm-hmm. it was purely unplanned. Yeah. But then, since I said yes, I have to. I also had to leave my friends in
0: Singapore. And... Yeah, they're probably shocked. Like what?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, so sudden. It's
1: too much, but I kept it to myself actually from them until I got the visa.
0: Oh yeah, we tend to be like that, right? Because you're yeah. afraid that to jinx True. it and all that. Yeah. True. Okay, so it took six weeks for the visa to be approved. Is that normally how long it takes?
1: Actually, my my HR said it's unusual because usually for non-Europeans, you get a visa that has to be renewed every year.
0: Mm.
1: But my HR said it's unusual because they gave me two years validity of visa. Mm. And it's actually a a special treatment maybe she got because she interacted with this government staff who happened to be her friend. But just because they know each other, I think that was the reason why this staff somehow hastened the process. Oh, that's good. So it just took six weeks.
0: But normally, it takes how long? Would you know? It could take minimum
1: six to eight weeks. Actually, eight weeks is more usual.
0: Would you say that it's normal for foreigners, like Asians specifically, to get jobs as Work visa holders in Switzerland? Because as you and I both know, in Singapore nowadays, it's very difficult to get a job if you're not a local, right? Because they prefer local hires. Is it the same in Switzerland?
1: I mean, everyone is allowed to apply for a job in Switzerland. It's just different when it comes to number of people you're in competition with. Mm -hmm. Because uh, aside from the fact that they prioritize their locals, the second on the line are the people who are from the European continent, so mm. the Europeans themselves. Europeans don't need visa to enter Switzerland. They can work here less than a year without applying for a visa mm. because of the agreement between free trade and free movement of people, Okay, so they can work here for less than a year without doing anything, without filing any taxes or paying any insurances
0: ah okay yeah so that means you're competing with those people who are way easier to and then if, yeah. if, if the employers feel like oh i already need this asap and then i have to wait two months for this other person exactly. of course it would prioritize those europeans that's right exactly and usually though if they hire someone you know for that work visa is there like a requirement that you had to have worked for a certain number of years or whatever would you know that Certain number of years,
1: uh, definitely, I think, because Switzerland is very famous for innovation and specialization. Mm. It means that they really employ people who have in depth knowledge mm. about what they're focusing on. So, uh, one trivia as well is that for an Asian or even American or Someone who's not coming from a European continent, they have to be employed in a managerial position
0: mm. if they
1: want to get hired here in Switzerland. You cannot be like a hotel helper or staff or a hospital nurse. Yeah, because they can just outsource these positions from their locals. Yeah. So they have to hire you and prove the government that they cannot find any local who is credible enough or helpful enough to fill this
0: position yeah which makes sense i think that's the same case also in other countries like singapore hong kong same thing right like we prioritize our locals so if it's a job that is not as you said not really a managerial position that means anyone without an experience can be hired for that why do you need to get that person from abroad exactly and then now we can talk about life in switzerland So the first question, which is always interesting for RFWs is, what were your biggest culture shocks upon moving to Switzerland?
1: So I have two, for example, uh, a bad one and a good one. Let's start with a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to eating in the restaurant, I always have this urge to leave as soon as I finished eating because that's how I was trained in Singapore.
0: Yes.
1: Because it's a way of helping these uh, stores as well to have a much more revenue than usual by people using the table more frequent. Mm -hmm. And here in Switzerland, when I was eating with my boyfriend for the first time, I had to rush Mm -hmm. eating and (laughs) ask him to leave immediately after drinking the the water. (laughs) And he was like, no, you have to calm down. We have all the time in the world (laughs) and no one is going to take this table from you. They're not going to be mad at you if you stay too long. You can have a discussion with your friends or your colleagues anytime you want, even if you just ordered an espresso or a Mm -hmm. cake. doesn't matter.
0: Mm -hmm. So they're more chill
1: yeah that's one of the good cultures generally it's it's observed in the European cities
0: mm, they're more laid back
1: yeah maybe we just don't notice it when we do tours here mm. When it comes to bad culture shock, maybe I can cite two so the first one is uh, it's bad on my side because i I was uneducated and having not learned about these things. So wh- when I first met my boyfriend, who was my friend back then, mm. when I entered his living room, I saw these open cans and uh, empty bottles. And then it made me think that he's like collecting garbages, you know? Mm. And I didn't know. But uh, eventually when I moved, I found out that in Switzerland, they recycle everything. Oh. And schedules for uh, disposing which items in which day, for example. I found out that they have a very good discipline and culture when it comes to disposing their garbages. I just found it bad for me because I could have learned it a bit earlier. You know, mm. For example, in Singapore, we have these shoots, right? Mm. Where you dispose anything, any yes, item. Everything. <laughs> anymore. And then, for example, if you live in an HDB, there's a schedule in the week that it gets smelly on the ground floor just because they're taking out all the garbage that was being thrown. And to me, I find it very difficult and unfair for people taking your garbage. Mm. So, sa akin parang ang ang sad naman pala ng ng culture natin dati. Kasi, Mm. these simple disciplines, we couldn't even notice mm. that's what makes first world countries more uh, accountable for their actions that even these small things it matters if it's being done by everyone else mm. so
0: oh, that's true yeah good point
1: yeah and then maybe also one more bad culture shock is people not speaking English so much. Oh, okay. Especially the locals, yeah. Uh, but it varies from city to city. Uh, when, it, when you arrive in Zurich, of course, like 70% of them speaks in English. Mm. But then Zurich is known to be much colder city when it comes to people treating you the good way.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: But uh, the, the thing is, this is being stereotyped for people speaking German. Oh. Um, but it's very prominent here in Switzerland because in Swiss, is they're known to be so secretive and oh. so they don't divulge information to you immediately mm. or even emotional feelings. For example, if they don't like your attitude or they don't want anything that has to do with you, for example, <laughs> they, they don't care. So they don't open their walls immediately as, as Asians do. So, to me, it was a bit hard.
0: Yeah, unlike Filipinos, right? We are very open book people. And like, yeah. you've met someone for the first minute, you're immediately BFFs. Exactly. You're sharing everything <laughs> under the sun. Yeah, so I imagine it was a bit difficult. I see. But you are not based in Zurich, right? Where are you based? No, in Basel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's actually this city that is on the border and the northern border part of Switzerland Mm. and it's intersecting with Germany and France so if you know the place like in Strasbourg for example or in Colmar we're just like 30 minutes away but Mm. from Basel especially in where I live I'm just five minutes away from the German and French border. I, ju- I can just easily walk and do groceries there over
0: the Wow, okay. Can you do that?
1: Because <laughs> it's much cheaper. Ari- <laughs>
0: <laughs> then that's a good point. That's a good frugality True. tip. Yeah, okay. True. Uh-huh. And also, you don't really need to show your passport every time you cross the border, right? Because that's how Shenzhen works?
1: Yeah, for if you have the Schengen visa... You don't have to, to show anything, even in the airports here, because uh, in Europe, the way they build their airports is that they have a specific section that's accepting people coming from outside Europe. Mm. And then there's a section where only Europeans depart and arrive to. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. on that part, you don't need a passport.
0: Okay. Yeah, so, And that is why if you also, as a tourist, you visit any of the countries within that Shenzhen area, you only need one visa, right? Yeah. So let's talk about cost of living. I think you mentioned that the cost of living there is quite high. I know that a lot of people who have visited there feel that way. And I know I, I actually visited Switzerland also many years ago. And I was just there for two days because it was a European trip. But then, yes, I think it was quite high. So my question is, is that okay, though? Like, you as someone who is working there, your salary is also quite high. So that percentage-wise, it's okay, right?
1: Yeah, true. But, of course, the expenses here doesn't make sense for someone who's coming from outside Switzerland. Mm. Even from neighboring countries like Italy, Mm. uh, France, uh, Germany, and even Austria, it's still too high. Generally, I think in Europe, they have salaries ranging from 2,000 euros to 3,000 euros. Whereas in Switzerland, that's nothing. It's like at least the minimum is like at 4,500 francs. Mm. So it's much more. That's why we have high cost of living here. Mm. When I moved here in Switzerland, I had to pay two months advance and one month deposit for my accommodation. And each month cost me like 80 to 90,000 mm. pesos a month.
0: Oh God, that's a lot
1: and of money. Yes. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, but when it comes to salaries, it's quite usual when you convert it to Philippine peso that someone earns at least 400,000 a month.
0: Mm. Okay, so, Th- that's okay then. That means you can live there normally.
1: Yeah, that's why also not a lot of tourists go here in Switzerland, especially the younger ones, because they cannot afford it. Yeah, And uh, sometimes I find it a beauty of Switzerland because it doesn't get too crowded. Oh, yes. You will still feel, you still enjoy walking in the streets without bumping with all of these Especially Chinese people <laughs> roaming around with their flags,
0: you know. <laughs> 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 ah, the <tourist laughs> because they yes. have the money,
1: <laughs> you know.
0: <That's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Like there are certain countries where it's just too crowded because there are so many tourists, mm-hmm. and that would usually be Italy, France. To be fair, when I went to Switzerland, it was to this place called Lauterbrunnen I think which is not really uh-huh, okay. like a busy place because it's near the Swiss Alps or something so that's why it's not really that crowded to begin with but yeah. yes there was still a lot of tourists because I was one of them <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but
1: that's actually a nice place you visited yeah. and it also depends uh, which season did you go
0: I think we went during summer, but then even if it was Mm -hmm. summer, the snow on top is always there, right? So we went up. True. But it was the first time I touched snow, so that's why it was memorable for me. But yes, Lauterbrunnen is very beautiful. Cool. It's like a Swiss village, you know, like a Mm -hmm. postcard, right? And the sky, that was the thing that struck me the most. The sky was so clear and there were so many Mm -hmm. stars. It's like those... Wallpapers you see On Microsoft Or Mac or something Right? Yeah, okay Yeah Yeah.
1: Whenever I'm hiking With my friend I actually find myself Stopping For like a moment And say I cannot believe I'm in Switzerland Or Or I say that, no, this is just too unfair to, to look at this beautiful view and compare it to other cities or countries
0: mm. which
1: don't have these kinds of natural formations, for example.
0: Because yeah, yeah. in
1: Lauterbrunnen, it's so nice. They have this very big majestic falls mm. from the, the, the cliff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, it is so beautiful. It's it's like some... a, I described this postcard perfect. It's mm-hmm. just so beautiful. Yeah, people should definitely go visit Switzerland, even if it's expensive.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on to work culture. Um, How mm-hmm. is the work culture compared to the Philippines?
1: Okay, it's way too professional, mm-hmm. even from Singapore or maybe even Hong Kong. I mean, of course, Hong Kong is very international mm-hmm. and uh, it's very diverse and accepting of people coming from different cultures and that's the reason why people there blend so easily Mm -hmm. because they don't have any choice but to accept each other and live with each other. Uh, Here in Switzerland, I'm really lucky because my company is Swiss. Mm. And given that almost all in the company are Swiss, they are supposed to be the one who should accommodate me more or should should adjust to me more oh. than I to them.
0: Interesting.
1: They had to speak English. Mm. Uh, it's not the same as, for example, when you go to France where they will hate you if you don't speak French.
0: Oh, I've heard that. Especially again.
1: if you already decided to go there. You should also think of studying the language, no? Mm-hmm. So in Switzerland, they don't take that so seriously, because as a matter of fact, they also don't speak English so frequent, mm-hmm. and it's their way of taking advantage learning English ah, at the same time. That's good, yeah: So that was the, the, the first part uh, that I like about the work culture. Mm-hmm. When it comes to professionalism, they don't have a lot of principles like, for example, uplifting women's rights or even LGBT rights. Because to them, it doesn't matter because they don't see you as LGBT or they don't see you as a woman. They just treat you as a co-worker. Mm. So why should the gender matter to them? Okay. You know, mm. they don't have that culture. You don't see the, the, the gender differences. Okay. That's okay. Like for example, when I saw some lady bus drivers, And I told my boyfriend, it's quite unusual to see someone, uh, a a lady, driving the bus. Mm. And then he asked, like, why? (laughs) Why do you find that weird? Mm. Because she's a lady. I said, so? Mm. She's a person. She's capable. That's all that matters.
0: Well, that's good, though. Yeah, I think it's just our upbringing in the Philippines that makes Mm. us see people for their gender Mm. and all that. In the Philippines, everyone is always... Classified according to their gender, right? Even in the MRT, there is a whole cab that is just for women and all that, right? So, so I think that's probably why your view was colored based on that. Okay, that's good to Mm -hmm. hear though. That means you could do anything you want when you're in Switzerland Mm -hmm. basically because nobody looks at you based on your gender. Yeah. Would you say though that it's easy to make new friends there with locals or no? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Because why is that? Uh,
1: In Switzerland, you notice or you realize that people really don't care about what you say or what you do because it doesn't affect their their lives. So they just focus on them. If ever you decide that you want to know people or you want to know your colleagues much more personal than usual, it's you who's supposed to open your doors to them. Mm. And they don't have to do it back.
0: Oh, okay, got it. And, uh, mm. they just
1: have to answer, what do you want to know from them? Mm. But it's actually them deciding when to break the wall and it's quite hard. Mm. But then if you break the wall and enter the friendship with them, it's very genuine. It's not like Filipino friendship at all.
0: That is they great, help
1: you. All the way. Not not (laughs) fake, but since it's easy to establish, uh, it's also easier to break it.
0: Ah, Mm -hmm. I I see you have a point. Yeah, you're right. Because as Mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier, with Filipinos from the very first get-go, you could be friends, but then it's also very easy to break. Like maybe you just offended them a little and suddenly friendship ends. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't have to tell them that I'm avoiding you because I don't like you anymore. (laughs) Or you don't feel the need to do that, uh, at least in Asian culture.
0: Yeah, if okay. a person
1: uh, decides to to just avoid you, you you don't even know that they're avoiding you. <laughs> in Switzerland, it, it doesn't happen at all.
0: Oh, so like the moment they open their hearts to you, that means they're committed to you. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. exactly. They tell you everything. I, I cannot imagine like, things that were told to me by my friends here since we started uh, developing this friendship. They're so genuine, even stupid things, they really feel free to to tell it to you. Mm. But once you're just colleagues, they don't ask you anything. They get so polite. Mm. They're really polite. Uh, They can ask you every day, how was your day went? How did your weekend go? What's your upcoming trips and all that? But they don't ask emotional questions Mm. as Filipinos do. Yeah, okay. Because maybe in a way, it's a boundary for them to cross, and maybe they don't feel as close to you yet to ask these questions, which is nice. Mm. But it also plays the fact that Swiss people are very secretive.
0: Mm. You know,
1: well, also when it comes to their, for example, banking secrecy laws. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, you know their their black monies, for mm. example. They they don't tell people these, but it happens uh, and uh, but then since you don't ask they they don't feel obliged to tell you
0: yeah i think i because i listened to your podcast right and uh, you had this two episodes about life there and i think you mentioned that they also are not big into social media or it's not like in the philippines no. your colleagues you would immediately oh what's your instagram i'll follow you but they're not like I that know, over right. there is that that's right
1: no not at <laughs> all i mean you can be colleagues with someone else at least Two years and you wouldn't add them on Facebook or Instagram. Mm. And that's usual. But your friends at work.
0: Mm. (laughs) So they they put a line like work life is different from personal life. Still. Yeah. yeah. Which is also good, right? Yeah. Because maybe they feel like if you know too much about them, it will color your perception of them at work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Or just for the plain reason that you don't need to know. Anything about mm. them?
0: True. Yeah. You know?
1: So why why will they tell you?
0: That actually makes sense if you think about it that way. But it could be lonely mm. if you're the kind of person who is used to meeting your friends at work. Like uh, for Filipinos, that's usually how we meet friends, right? Like when I moved to Singapore, my batchmates who were Filipinos they became my close friends, you know, eventually mm. flatmates, that sort of thing. But then if you move to Switzerland and don't know anyone and you're counting on meeting friends at work and then they don't open up, or maybe you're an introvert, you're not really the kind of person who can push to befriend them, then you would have a hard time, right?
1: Very much. Uh, I myself, am an introvert mm. in a way. Most of the time, yes. Mm-hmm. And... I found it hard at first, but since it's the people from the company initiating conversations with me, they're planning parties for me, uh, even uh, dinners or even grilling outside. They all did that for like a year. But then after one year, I've already learned enough of the German language and French they said that okay arlo from this point on we decided to stop talking to you in english <laughs> so you should start talking in german so it was oh like my that God. and so all <laughs> of the but they still had they still gave me that one year window okay to learn everything which okay. makes sense but then after that it was like too strict for me to follow
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i mean for me it would be difficult uh, because i am not really good at picking up language so are you saying that you need to be able to pick up language if you want to be happy in Switzerland, would you say?
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I have some Filipino friends here. There's not a lot. I only have like three. Okay. And they were hired by an international company, for example, like Abbott or Roche or Novartis, these Mm. big pharmaceutical industries. And there, the the language is English. They Mm. don't need to learn any additional language at all, which they don't feel the need to, but when it comes to socializing and integrating yourself into the society, it's quite hard because if you just speak English, they can speak to you all you want. But then at the end of the day, if you want to have some friends who can stick up with you uh, through thick and thin, you have to Learn the language. I see. And okay. because it's by learning the language, you get to learn their culture and the meaning of their words in their language. Because it's somehow different. Like mm-hmm. here, you cannot just easily say you hate someone else. That's going to be taken really seriously.
0: Ah, uh, Okay, yeah. So let's talk about language. I think when I was there, the tour guide told us that there's four main languages in Switzerland, is that right? What are these four again? I don't remember.
1: Well, the mostly spoken is German, okay. French, Italian, and then Romance.
0: Because okay.
1: if you look at the map, it's bordered by these countries.
0: I see. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. And it's quite interesting as well. Even in the, the leaders of the government, it's somewhat comparable to Singapore. Because <laughs> sa Singapore, parang my president sila like, Indian, and then the other one should be Malaysian. It's a rotation. Dito naman, hindi naman sa rotation. Although, given that they have four languages, whoever becomes the president should be talking to his native language. So if someone else uh, gets elected as president and she's coming from the French part, all the reports should be in French. And it's up to these parts of the chamber or the, the Congress. Who should be understanding what he's saying? Okay. So it's very usual in Switzerland that mm. a lot of people are polyglots. Okay. They know at least two or three languages.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. If, yeah, especially if you want to be working for the government, you need that, right? Okay. Mm,
1: because they don't. Uh, the, the president don't need to translate everything.
0: Okay, got it.
1: And in a way, it's their way of uh, introducing their culture or their mm. language to people, okay. you know, respecting.
0: Interesting. Okay, so I guess you mentioned that there is not a big Filipino community there since you said you only know three three Filipinos.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the census, there's only around 10,000 people in Switzerland.
0: Oh, that's a And a okay.
1: big percentage of them stay in Geneva. Oh. So just on the French part because also they have a lot of TNTs coming from France
0: in that uh, case. Then that must be... Um, well, a bit lonely, I would think, because in Singapore, again, comparing that, first of all, when you move from the Philippines to Singapore, already you're experiencing homesickness and whatnot, but at least there's a lot of Filipinos around you. So oh. you feel at home a bit, but then you move to Switzerland and there's like, okay, you only know three Filipinos. Is, does that get make you feel homesick or what?
1: No, not at all. It's, it's the way you keep yourself busy. Mm. Uh, in the first place. And there's a lot to do here, even if you're alone. Mm. But it's not always welcomed or or in a way there's like a limit uh, about the things that you can do alone. Because here it's much better to do it with somebody else.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's a European culture, trying to integrate yourself to the society by making friends with the locals. Mm. And uh, in a way it's true. It's only, I think, American and Asian culture where we tend to be more accepting of the idea of doing things alone. For example, in Singapore airport, that's one of my downsides of Asian culture that I can see Mm. when checking in and out of the airport, people there introduce non-human interaction.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Right? You just scan your passport Um, or your...
1: You just scan, you do it yourself. And Mm -hmm. in the other side of the story, it makes you feel that airport is just your home, right? That you Mm -hmm. can just do things your way, Mm -hmm. which is okay. But on the other side of it, you don't interact with people. Mm -hmm. So you don't need people,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And it has a, a downside because of course no man is an island and
0: yes, yeah. you cannot
1: just uh, live by yourself alone mm-hmm. and it's quite hard uh, when i realized that here in Switzerland mm-hmm. you always need someone else
0: okay but i mean at least you're forced to make friends if you don't know anyone i guess um, yeah <laughs> Okay, so since you're talking about activities, so maybe that's what we should talk about next. Um, I know I mentioned earlier that Switzerland is as pretty as a postcard, but there are rumors that it's boring. Well, actually, I don't know how true this is. Can you Mm. confirm or refute this rumor?
1: (laughs) Maybe it can be boring if you're coming from a different culture.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because, for example, I have some Filipino friends always asking me of the places that they can visit here in Switzerland. Mm. And then if I tell them to visit the Swiss Alps or the nature, the lakes, I just have a stroll in the lake. They said that, uh, it's not a thing that they want to visit. They want to visit like high towers or, or, uh, anything monumental, you know? Mm. Like for example, in Dubai, if you go there, you, you visit this uh, Burj uh, Khalifa mm. or, or these the, world islands, mm-hmm. for example, they, they want to see those things. Mm. But the Swiss people tend to admire nature more, so they stay with nature. And the, the nature is not boasting anything than that if you're looking for ar- uh, great architectures mm. or, or great innovations of, of people. It's all within nature, so yeah, but it's not boring.
0: Yeah, I get your point. Because Filipinos, I don't know, I remember a friend went to visit her sister in Australia, not Sydney, I think it was one of the outbacks, and she said she was bored. Because, yes, Filipinos, Mm. we tend to not be outdoorsy people that is just happy Mm. with hiking, you know, and not doing anything Mm. except that. So maybe that's where that comes from, but. For you, as uh, somebody who is actually living there, would you say that your life is boring? Or, you know, what do you do on the weekends, for example?
1: Uh, Not at all. Uh, Well, I visit my boyfriend uh, every other weekend. Mm. So we somehow establish this as well to have a much healthier relationship uh, because it's their culture not always to see their... Partner every day. Okay, it's not uh, usual. They have independence uh, from each other, and that's when you can keep uh, respect from each other as well. You know, and don't make the relationship a reason to have a common principle.
0: For mm. example,
1: you know, you can also disagree. Uh, Agree to disagree, you know.
0: And it's also good that you can have separate lives. That means you can still continue to grow as a person. And yes, uh, touch wood you separate in the future. Nobody feels like, oh, I've lost my life.
1: Exactly. You don't feel that. That's why you can see it in the European movies that it's just as easy as not choosing this food uh, compared to breaking up with someone else because they don't want, (laughs) they don't have the same beliefs.
0: Uh, Yeah, and you're not too dependent on. Yeah. So the, yeah, there's no cold dependency which is actually healthy. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So when, when you visit him is, is he far away from you or
1: uh he at the moment he lives in Zurich. He used to live ah, here in Basel too. Okay. Yeah, but um because of the change of company he's mm-hmm. now living in Zurich. And which is making it very healthy for me because at the same time I I have my time uh, Mm -hmm. with my friends. I have scheduled time with my friends and also to myself. So over the weekdays, I just meet up with my friends, my former colleagues, and we do stuff together like swim or just float on the river in summertime or hiking together or just have a drink or visit the museums together. There's always a lot of things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Normally, to me, as an architect, uh, I usually spend time, especially when I'm alone, uh, doing painting, but also reading books, but I try to be outside as much as possible. Okay. So it's a trait that I developed here and not in Asia, because in Asia, it, it seems like we don't like the sun.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't want to be no <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So here we like the sun, uh, mm. given the fact that it gets cold like nine months within a year. Oh wow, it gets nine really months. Really
0: cold most of the time. What's the temperature like? When I was there, it was summer, but maybe because it was louder brand, and it was zero degrees. It was very cold. What is it like usually yeah. in Basel? Well. I
1: mean, maybe you went to that summer when they have, I don't know if it's like, no, it's not a terrible weather because you mm. saw uh, clear skies, yeah, right? Yeah, but I in Lauterbrunnen, it's generally high on that place. I think it's like at least 1,000 meters uh, above sea level. And it's probably
0: what um, it was called.
1: But okay. in summer here, it can range like 22 to 28 degrees. Mm, okay. When it gets really hot, it's only like a couple of days. It turns 30 degrees, but barely. Oh, no, no, no. The coldest it gets is like at least minus 5 in the cities. And then it gets as warm as maybe ranging from 15 to 20.
0: I think it's still doable compared to like Canada where it's negative 40. Yeah, or it's <laughs> terrible there. I went to, to <laughs> Toronto
1: and it, was, it it didn't snow when I was there. Mm. But the weather is terrible there, even if they have very good nature as well.
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: yes, it's not boring here at all. Maybe you can judge that it's boring if you're only a tourist. Mm. But once you blend in with people here, there's a
0: lot to do. Okay, thank you for refuting that then. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And one more thing is Switzerland became popular because of this show called Crash Landing on You. Have you seen that show? It's a K-drama. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> so there is this scene, um, you know, the two leads, right? The male lead and the female lead. They met for the first time in Switzerland, and then you know later on they yeah. reunite in Switzerland. And there is the scene where the leading lady was paragliding. Have you ever done that? Yeah, just out of curiosity.
1: Uh, paragliding? No, not yet. It's a thing <laughs> that I have to try as well, especially in that part in Lauterbrunnen.
0: Oh, so that's where, where it is.
1: Well, a part of it, yes. Because uh, I saw some clips of it uh, in Facebook where they're facing like huge mountain in front of them. Mm. And that's actually the Jungfrau region. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of K-dramas. I never watched <laughs> this one. Although mm. these Filipino friends of mine here mm. have actually visited all of the places that they went here in Switzerland. But it's funny because these places where they uh, filmed, it's not even the the prettiest
0: uh, parts
1: of Switzerland.
0: Maybe it was the easiest to film in, the cheapest or whatever it could be. Could be something like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Like, for example, I saw this clip where the guy is playing piano while this lady is roaming around Mm -mm -mm. the city. And then she suddenly uh, saw the guy playing piano in the park. And uh, I showed it to my boyfriend, and then he said that that is no way possible or realistic because uh, that park is really very small. And it only has like two small stairs going up Mm. that once you hear someone playing, you see it immediately. <laughs> you know. It's not like you can roam around and enjoy the music and then suddenly you realize that oh it's your guy. Uh. <laughs> it's
0: not like that. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're debunking Crushland yeah. and you love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean not usually me. their movies, TV shows, they're not really realistic. Uh, so but you're saying that there are more beautiful portions of Switzerland. Compared to the a ones lot, that eh? we see on that, then that mm-hmm. is really a good reason for people to visit Switzerland. Then, as soon as they are allowed to, anyway. <laughs> so,
1: but I'm quite glad that you visited Lauterbrunnen. I mean, of all the 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 cities that you can visit.
0: Yeah, because I was on this um tour of Europe. I can't remember how many countries we went to, but it was a bus. Uh, we went mm. on this tour called Top Deck. So it's like you all ride this big bus with everyone in your tour and then you drive to several countries in the span of cool. maybe two weeks or something. Yeah, So Switzerland was our second stop. I think we first started in Paris. So usually you mm-hmm. stay like two days um, in a country so it's not really enough time to immerse yourself in a country but if you just want to be able to see a lot, maybe taste a bit of each country, and then maybe if you fall in love with a the country, then you can go back there someday again, right? Which is, I mm. think, a good thing to do. So, yes, I yeah. really loved Switzerland. And, and that top deck, they had their own campsite in Lauderbrunnen. So, I think it's okay. really, they really have that base there so that you could go to the top of the top of the world, I think they call it. I forgot what is the name of that place, but yes.
1: It's Jungfrau Ah, uh,
0: Yeah, you're right. Jungfrau. So, Yeah. So I think we had one day in Lauderbrunnen and and then. You have the option of riding the train or several trains, I think, to get sure. to the top of Jungfrau, right? And So yes, you did that. We did that, yes. And it was cool. very beautiful. And it was my first time to see snow as a Filipino. I was super excited. It was super cold wow. as well, right? Like, oh my God, this is so cold. But eventually you acclimate or, yeah. But, yeah, it true. Was very beautiful, I would say. As I said, it's while on the train, you get to see the Alps. Yeah, you, know, you see the cows with the bells and all that, you know. Exactly,
1: <laughs> and it's so humbling. Yeah. Because um, uh, we we went up by train on that same uh, location you went to, mm-hmm. and then decided to just hike down. Wow. Now we have uh, proper uh, hiking attires anyway, but mm-hmm. bumping up with these uh, cows every now and then, <laughs> with their bells ringing around their neck, it's it's so humbling and it makes you realize how simple the life here in Switzerland yes. um, in contrary to these Swiss cultures being portrayed in the movies that they're always secretive or, you know, they, they're these kinds of people who always have black money and not <laughs> care about everyone else.
0: Yeah, no, no. I mean, usually movies just take, Something and then twist it, right? And then that's why True. it becomes like a stereotype. But it's not necessarily the case. Mm. I guess the uh, Switzerland got its um, reputation of being boring because maybe it, compared to the Philippines, it's like provincial, right? Mm. And maybe that is why we be, some people think, oh, maybe it's boring there because there's nothing to do in the Philippines province. What is there True. to do there?
1: Yeah, it, you have that image of Switzerland being like a provincial uh place. Mm. And uh, actually, that's one of the reasons why I think they have deep roots in their tradition and mm. culture. Because they never lingered from it. I you know, see. They just accepted that fact that they were once farmers and they are here to, to till the land or to do what they can with nature as mm. a help. And they never uh, went astray to that tradition. And now that's what people see as missing in their country. Because mm. they don't see cows anymore or they don't know how to make cheese or how to milk. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> these simple things that we should have learned or we should never have forgotten.
0: Because yeah.
1: that's what made us uh, who we are. And actually, that's the reason now why you think Switzerland is just with the nature because you always see them with nature.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then, the nature in Switzerland is so beautiful, so that is why it's worth showcasing. Hmm, True. So, I suppose we could wrap this up with the one question that I usually ask overseas Filipino workers. Is it worth it?
1: It is so worth it, I think. Of course, despite the homesickness, the change of culture... At the end of the day, you learn much more Mm. staying in Switzerland. And you get to see what what has to be bettered in your home country,
0: for Mm. example.
1: And also, given that it's first world, money doesn't, uh, it's not playing a part here anymore. Mm. One in every 20 people here in Switzerland is a millionaire. And Mm. so it's. It's not a, a big deal if you have money. Mm. That's why people just focus on treating everybody else the same mm. and be kind uh, to one another. So you might see it as a, a not a plastic but a pretentious <laughs> thing to to be greeting people that even you bump with. Uh, mm. Even you, you bump with people in the lobby you just say hello, good morning, how are you? And uh, It's quite casual because they've got no time to be unfriendly to anyone else. Mm. And that's what I like so much. And it made me develop my personal skills as an introvert. It made me talk more Mm. and it made me have more time for myself and for my friends. Mm. Yeah, and then learning the culture here makes me really want to understand it more. And eventually, I will uh, uh, one more year, and I will apply for my permanent residency.
0: Oh, nice. So how many years is that before you can apply PR?
1: It's like five years, okay, uh, nice. at least, if you have learned the, uh, the country's language at the B2 level.
0: Okay, so that's for you, it's German, right?
1: Yeah, otherwise, you can only have the right to apply for it after 10 years without learning the language. I see so if you want to hasten it up, uh, <laughs> you have to study it within 5 years.
0: I mean, that's good. I yeah. heard that German is very hard to learn, and the fact that you have learned mm. it then that means you're really good at picking up language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I struggle uh using it every now and then, but <laughs> that's what they like as well, you know. That you try. You're trying your best to understand them and talk to them.
0: That's good. All right. Then good to know. Okay. Thank you very much for that. So, what can you tell our listeners about? Where to find you? Like, tell us about your podcast. Where are you on socials and all that?
1: Yeah, so I just created this podcast account. It's called Tippy Talks with Arlo. If you want to listen to it, uh, do so. Uh, I'm available in Apple Podcasts and then in Spotify. Mm-hmm. You can also check the Instagram account with the same name where I post two pictures about Switzerland before posting a picture telling people who am I interviewing next. So I hope I can interview you also next time. And yeah,
0: of course, I yeah. want to,
1: to learn uh, about the things that you talk usually here in in your podcast. Because to mine, uh, it's usually catered to people I'm interviewing. As some of my friends have focus in uh, the nature or energy efficiency. A lot of my friends are focused on language studies or pharmaceutical or also architects and I interview them because I know that that's their focus mm. and, but mainly it's about culture uh, and then the country where you're in mm. okay. and architecture and travel yeah.
0: right because of course so. you're an architect yeah I'm not really <laughs> yeah, an expert on architecture but me, yeah <laughs> I, I have enjoyed I do enjoy buildings also so yeah all right so thank you very much for <laughs> guesting here and I hope the listeners yeah. have learned a lot of interesting info about Switzerland because that's really not common for Filipinos to move over there. And that is why I was interested in interviewing you in the first place. Yeah, and that's you. great. <laughs> and by the way, I just realized something. I think my name, Heidi, is a Swiss name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's Heidi. That <laughs> little girl
0: yes, <laughs> running around the mountain. mountains. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you very much. And that's it for now. Bye. Okay. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like our other OFW stories from Filipinos in the Middle East, Jersey Channel Islands, China, London, and others. We also tell our own OFW origin story in episode 4, Is the OFW Life Worth It? You can search for them in our archives at bananakipodcast.com or Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening right now. Thanks for listening!